Sunrise and sunset, promise and fulfillment, birth and death. The whole drama of life is written in the sands of time. We present a new series of radio programs, The Clock. Today. The passage of time has made a profound difference in the habits of the human race. But there are isolated spots where time could just as well have not existed for all the impression it has made. And there are people whose minds remain as savage and as barbaric as they were 10,000 years ago. But I have often wondered, just how great is the gap between these barbarians and ourselves? I have found the answer in a startling document which is known as The Scientific Observations of a True Barbarian by Professor Leonard Higgins. A scientific document must be written in great detail. And so I am setting down these observations in longhand for posterity. A few facts concerning myself may be in order to begin with, however, before we proceed to the experiment. Leonard Higgins is my name, Professor of Anthropology at Franklin University. Age, 47, married, no children. My wife is a most intelligent woman, and so it was only natural for me to broach the subject to her when the thought first entered my head. But it sounds fantastic, Leonard. Only because the notion is new, but, but, but it's logical. Uh, and I'd like to try the experiment with, with one of the hedgefinkers of South America. Hedgefinkers? Deep in the jungles lives a tribe of savages whose instincts are no higher than the jaguars that roam through the same area. Now, it's the habit of this tribe to decapitate their enemies and shrink their heads to the size of an orange. The process is known only to them. Oh, and you propose to bring one of these people into this house? I hope to civilize this native girl completely within two months and disprove the theory that time alone can create the change between barbarism and civilization. I think it's a dangerous idea, Leonard. I kind of not like it. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way. You see, Alice, my mind is set on it. I'm in the midst of my sabbatical vacation now, and, and I've time to get away. I wish you'd be reasonable about it and see my point of view. I need your help. My help? In what way? I want this savage to have the influence of a woman as well as a man. And you needn't be afraid, Alice. I'll have her well subdued and on her way to modern civilization, even before we arrive back. I arrived at my destination on Sunday and put in a call for Senor Barlos, who appeared at my hotel room an hour later. I then outlined my plan to him and asked for his cooperation. Well, this is very difficult, Senor Professor. I, I know it is. That, that's why I called on you. I believe you told me once that you traced part of your recent ancestry back to these aboriginal tribes. You see, but that does not make me one of them. Oh, of course not. Uh, these people are savage. They hate all outsiders. It will be difficult to contact them. But can you do it? Perhaps, but you must buy some trinkets for me, bracelets, rings, anything that would interest a barbarian woman. I'll do that now. You say you want a young girl? Uh, yes, uh, about, uh, uh, about 20. She must accompany me with the full permission of her family, of course. Oh, naturally. And she must be bright. You see, I intend to teach her English, and she must be quick to learn. I understand. How long do you think it will take you to make this trip? Oh, perhaps two weeks. Uh, be careful. I don't want anything to happen to you, Barlos. Nothing will happen to me, senor. I know these people well. But if you will permit me to say so, it is you who must be careful. 
after I returned with the girl. Ballas was as good as his word. And exactly two weeks later, he returned. His task complete. Her name was Tiki. And she was extraordinarily pretty. She was still in her native dress when he brought her up to my room. And she looked like some tropical animal. Straight from an Amazon swamp. Senor Higgins, this is Tiki. Well, uh, how do you do? She understands knowing less. Oh, of course. How stupid of me. How old is she? Twenty-two. And her family? She has none. She lived alone with her tribe. Her racial background seems to be Indian. Mm, si, senor. But no one knows exactly where these Indians came from. They are nomads, have been for centuries. Yes. She looks gentle enough for a head shrinker. Yes. You see, she smiles at you. She likes you, Professor. <laughs> her, her teeth seem to be filed. Professor Higgins, I must warn you once more. This girl is unpredictable. She must be watched. <laughs> well, I have every intention of following all precautions. And, and now, there's one more thing I want you to do for me, Ballas. Yeah. Give me a complete vocabulary list of her language. I, I take it she doesn't understand Spanish. No, her only language is the language of her tribe. Well, if I have most of the vocabulary, I'll be able to teach you a little English. And that will be the beginning of her education and the end of her barbarian habits. I'll have the list for you by tomorrow, senor. Oh, fine. Uh, tomorrow night, we'll leave for home. Mm. What's she carrying in that goatskin? Oh, some clothes, senor. And this... It, it's a shrunken head. See, si, and it's a present, senor, from your new pupil. The trip home by plane was uneventful. And I was very anxious for my wife to meet her. The a souvenir she gave me, I naturally hid away. I didn't want Alice to be frightened in any manner. And I intended to keep the object for study. Alice was waiting for us in the living room when we arrived, and she seemed to be pleasantly surprised. Uh, this is Tiki, Alice. Oh, Tiki? How do you do? Yes. <laughs> she, she only knows one or two words of English. Uh, what on earth is she doing? Oh, just taking off her shoes. She doesn't like... Oh. Oh. She really doesn't seem to be as savage as I thought. Oh, she's very interesting. I... I was able to converse with her for, for a bit in her own language. And her tribal customs are rare indeed. Well, uh, we'll give her the guest room for the time being. Oh, fine. And I've prepared some lunch for both of you. Why not have a bite before you both unpack? Oh, good idea. <laughs> Tiki, eat? Eat? Yes. Much eat. <laughs> there you are. She's practically a linguist. <laughs> uh, let's sit down, shall we? Did you... Have a pleasant voyage back, Leonard. Oh, yes. Tiki like, likes to fly. Tiki seems to be amenable to almost anything. Leonard. Yes, my dear? She's eating with her fingers. Oh, naturally. I haven't taught her how to use a knife and fork. Well, then suppose we begin right now. Uh, no. Let's wait for that. One thing at a time, Alice. What's wrong with her teeth? They're filed. It's a sign of beauty in her tribe. And also rather convenient. They dine mainly on raw meat. Well, that chicken's cooked and she seems to be enjoying it. Here, Tiki, let me take your plate and give you a helping of... <coughs> Tiki, Tiki, no. You shouldn't have done that, Alice. Shouldn't have 
done what? Well, take her plate that way. She thought you were trying to take the food away from her. But she, she reacts just like an animal. And for the time being, we must remember that's exactly what she is. How can we trust her when she reacts that way to her? a simple gesture? You leave Tiki to me. <laughs> we'll all get along. Right, Tiki? Yes. The weeks went by in which I managed to teach Tiki quite a bit of English. I was beginning to think my experiment would work. And she'd soon become a civilized young lady. When the first of a series of unhappy incidents occurred. Is she asleep, Leonard? Oh, yes. Tiki's been in bed for over an hour. I think you've done wonders with her English. Mm -hmm. I can almost get a halfway decent conversation out of her now myself. Oh, she's really quite harmless. I'm almost ashamed of myself now for behaving so timidly. I've got big plans for Tiki. And I'm sure they'll make her happy. I want her to develop like an ordinary civilized girl. I was thinking I'd have Bob Williams in for dinner one evening. I'd like her to see how modern young people behave. Hmm. Yes, Bob Williams is an excellent suggestion. He's a smart young man. And I think he'd accept her tolerantly. Yes. Well, I think we ought to turn in, shall we? All right. We'd better put the cat out. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Oh, she's probably in the cellar. I'll go down and see. Oh, I'll go with you, Leonard. Is the front door locked? Yes, dear. Oh, I'm glad we're turning in early. I'm tired. Uh, you stay here at the head of the stairs, Alice. This bulb's blown and I haven't replaced it. I'll go down and switch on the other bulb. Be careful, Leonard. It's so dark. No, I'm all right. Now, where's that switch? Oh, yes. <laughs> Is the cat there, Leonard? Leonard? No, Alice. You go to bed. I'll, I'll join you in a moment. The, the, the cat isn't here. The cat was there. She was lying on the cellar floor near the furnace. She'd probably been dead for several hours. But the thing that startled me the most the thing I didn't want my wife to see was that its head was missing. Time is one thing that can't be hurried. And it's dangerous to try. But there is nothing that is half as risky as an attempt to change a leopard into a mouse. The following day, while Alice was shopping, I had a talk with Dinky. I didn't censure her or scold her. That would have been bad psychology. I merely questioned her as though I were only mildly interested in what she'd done. Tiki. Yes? What happened to our cat? Cat? Uh, you know, the small animal, the, the kitten. Meow. Oh, cat. Have fix head for you. You took the head to shrink it? Yes. How? Not tell you. I, I know it's against your principles to give away the secret of the shrinking process, but... I'm curious to see how it's done. You want fix head? I want to watch you do it. Alice, come back. Oh, no. No, she won't be back for quite a while. Come. I sure. She took me to a spot in the woods about 200 yards behind my house. She had a cauldron there, burning over a slow wood fire. Inside the cauldron was a sticky mess of roots and leaves and mud. And inside the mess, I found what I expected to find. How long have you been doing this, Tiki? That last night. Then you must have sneaked out of the house. 
snake fire. Must burn three days. Six head. Three days, eh? Well, Tiki, you don't know it, but science has been mighty curious about this process of yours. And you're going to give me the entire formula. Formula? Yes. What inside here? You won't know? Very much. I tell you, maybe. I told Alice the cat had strayed away and made certain that Alice never went nosing around outside in the woods. As long as Tiki had confined her experiments to an animal, I wasn't too worried. Although, of course, I didn't condone the experiment in any form. However, Tiki didn't get into any mischief after that event. But Alice did. I've invited Bob Williams over tomorrow night, Leonard. Oh, oh, have you, Alice? Yes, dear, I thought that's what you wanted me to do. Oh, I don't know. I've, I've been wondering. Bob might be a little startled with the girl. Oh, but she's improved so much. Yes, yes, I, I suppose she has. And she's really just as gentle as a lamb. She even seems to have taken up sewing. Sewing? Yes, I found these needles in her room. They're odd-looking things, and they have no eyes. Oh, let me see those, Alice. Did you... Did you find anything else? No, dear. Why? Oh, no reason. Are they really needles, Leonard? I just can't imagine These are you... barbs, Alice. Barbs? Jungle natives use them in their blowguns. You mean... They're part of a weapon? A very dangerous weapon. They're tipped with poison before they're used. A deadly poison. It can finish off a panther inside of 15 seconds. Leonard, we ought to get rid of her. Uh, now, you've said that before, Alice, and you've always changed your mind. Yes, but this is different. How many lives may be in danger? I've handled her well enough up to now, Alice. So let me do this my own way. Uh, I'll talk to Tiki about these barbs sometime tonight. That evening, while Tiki was still at dinner with Alice, I excused myself a little earlier than usual and went up to her room. I gave the place a thorough search. And just as I found what I was looking for, Tiki came in. Oh, oh, hello, Tiki. Why, you here? I... I was looking for something. This. Juice. Strong juice. You keep... Yes, I'll keep it. Tiki, have more. Tiki, this stuff is very dangerous. I don't like you to fool around with it. I know hurt you. That's beside the point. You're growing up now. You're learning fast. You shouldn't even want to keep this stuff. You angry, Tiki? Oh, no, of course not. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with you. You're as guileless as a child and as dangerous as... Well, as anything I've ever met. You like Tiki? Of course I like Tiki. And I certainly don't approve... What are you doing? Tiki like you? Why, I don't think you should put your arms around a man, Tiki. No? Especially a... A married man. Tiki more like your wife. Tiki like you. No, 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 wait. Tiki like you very much. Tiki had her arms around my neck. And she was pressing her cheek to mine. It was ridiculous. I, I was over twice her age. But I must admit, in all fairness, that she was very provocative. Williams came over for dinner. After dinner, Alice and I retired to the living room, leaving Bob and Tiki alone on the porch outside. I could hear them rocking quietly on the swing, and for some odd reason, it annoyed me. What time is it, Alice? Ten past nine. Don't you think it's time that young man should be getting home to bed? At this hour? He only arrived at six. Yes, I know. Still, I don't like Tiki to stay up too late. It interferes with her work the following day. Leonard. Yes? Have you ever noticed the way she looks at you? Tiki? She seems to be getting very fond of you. Almost 
too fond, I should say. Oh, don't be silly, Alice. The girl admires me because I'm her instructor. That's all there is to it. I think it's more than that. Oh, you're wrong. Remember, dear, underneath it all, she's still a savage. And savages don't control their emotions in any way. I rather resent that, Alice. What? You heard me. You were shouting at me, Leonard. Well, I... I, I, I didn't mean to shout, but, but you've no right to refer to Tiki as a savage. Please, Leonard, we'll discuss this some other time. I don't want Bob to hear us. I think that young man ought to be on his way home. And I've half a mind to remind him of it. I... I'm sorry, Mrs. Higgins. I'll have to leave. So soon, Bob? If you want me to be frank about it, I'm sorry I even came. Oh, why? The girl is nothing more than an uncivilized devil. Had no I... right to ask me, her. Now, just a minute, young fellow. Bob, I... what's wrong with your hand? Why are you holding your handkerchief to your wrist? Would you like to see? Here. Oh, you've been hurt. I was bitten. What? Yes. She bit me like a dog, and for no reason. I had my hand on the back of the swing, and I was talking. Suddenly, she leaned over and sunk her teeth into my wrist. Bob, that's horrible. Are you sure that you didn't annoy her? Annoy her? <laughs> that's rich. Really, Professor Higgins, you must think I'm some kind of an animal myself. Where is Tiki? Out in the swing? No, she ran away behind the house. When you get hold of her, I suggest you put a muzzle on her and slap her into a cage. Tiki was wrong, of course. But I had a very strange reaction. When I looked at Bob's lacerated wrist where her pointed teeth had made four tiny holes, I almost felt relieved. And suddenly I knew why. I was jealous of Bob and of everyone else. From that point on, I just let myself go. Maybe there's something a little savage in all of us. Maybe it was just because there was something wrong with me. But I became like Tiki. Wild, cruel, vicious. And then she led me exactly where I always knew she would lead me. Tiki. Yes? What are you doing? Make point for juice. Stop shopping that Bob. You angry, Tiki? Tiki, you, you can't go through with this. Why? Because it's, it's murder. I'll stand for anything, but, but not that. As long as she stay, Tiki no like. But we can't kill her, Tiki. She's done nothing. Alice must die. No other way. I... I'm not going to let you go through with this, Tiki. Then you leave with me? Leave? We go back to jungle together? Oh, no, no. No, I, I can't do that. Then Tiki get rid of Alice? Oh, wait. I... I'll go away with you. I... If you want me to. Now? In a day or so. Tomorrow. No, but I could, just can't leave on the spur of the moment. I, I need money and other things besides. Tomorrow we go. Or you never see Tiki again. Oh, don't say that. Tomorrow we go. All right, Tiki. Tomorrow we go. But I was a fool. I knew Tiki wouldn't keep her word. She was a savage. She knew no mercy. For that matter, neither did I. And I realized it when I found Tiki in Alice's room. Tiki! Alice, no more. You... You've killed her. No more. She no can follow us. Did you... Did you use a dart? Yes. It worked fast. She died quick. You happy, yes? I... Very happy, Tiki. Now, you and Tiki both alike. We kill. We love. Yes, Tiki. Tiki teach you, Zango. You be just like Tiki. You even let her file your teeth. Yes, I... 
You try to make Tiki like civilized lady, but Tiki make you a jungle man. That's, that's just what you've done to me, Tiki. You, you've made me part of the jungle. Come close to Tiki. Tiki wants you to hold her in your arms. Oh, oh you're wonderful, Tiki. You're wonderful and exciting and horrible all at once. Kiss Tiki. Kiss Tiki heart. <laughs> Just about ends my experiment. And I've drawn some excellent conclusions. For one thing, I know how dangerous it is to play with jungle fire. For when you're burned, the scars will never heal. I've called the police. But it's obvious that they won't arrive on time. They'll find Titi. But they won't find me. Her jungle instincts were stronger than her love for me. For she's prepared another cordon. And I can see her standing behind me now in the mirror above my desk. She has a small bamboo blowgun in her mouth. She's an excellent shot. It's too bad, though. Yes, it's too bad. For science, I mean. I never actually found out the secret of head shrinking. Yes, it is dangerous to hurry time, especially where the jungle is concerned. And if you don't agree with me, you might reread the scientific observations of a true barbarian by the late Professor Leonard Higgins. The clock will be heard next week, same time. It is written by Lawrence Clee and narrated by Hart McGuire. As Professor Higgins, we heard Leonard Bullen, with Lyndall Barber as Mrs. Higgins, Melpo Zaracosta as Tiki, and Ray Barrett as Bob. The clock, directed by John Saul, is a Grace Gibson radio production.